Kung nagustuhan mo ang naririnig mo sa aking podcast, why don't you visit at wellpredbidad.com wellpredbidad.com Small letters lahat yan. wellpredbidad.com Kasi marami pa akong mga tutorials, marami akong mga articles doon at mga links sa mga websites where you will develop more skills in thesis writing. Registration is free, no? Walang bayad yung registration. So you just go to members login, no? Magpa-member ka doon sa aking website. Once you become a member, you will receive emails regarding new developments sa aking podcast, mga new articles that I will be posting, including exercises that uh, you can, you know, do at home, pwede mong gawin sa bahay mo, at uh, doon mag-practice ka na mag-practice, and then you can send that or email that to me for some comments and suggestions. Wellfredbida.com, wellfredbida.com, and the new small letters lahat yan, wellfredbida.com, and then try to register there, do it now para matapos ka na sa iyong thesis at sa iyong dissertation. Maraming salamat sa pagkikinig sa aking podcast. Good day. Isa sa pinaka-popular na paraan sa paggawa ng thesis ay ang survey research. Popular siya kasi it is very efficient, versatile, at madali siyang gawin for generalization. Sa, in fact, sa karanasan ko, about 90% sa mga thesis na sinasubmit for approval ay survey research. So, for surveys, research questions appropriate for this type of study are knowledge problems like you want to measure the knowledge of people, attitudes or beliefs. Ito yung very common. Ito sa mga opinion polls like uh, you have the Pulse Asia, you have the, ano ba tong very popular sa atin? Yung SWS survey methods, they measure attitudes, beliefs, opinions. Behavior or practices are also very common questions that are included in a survey and of course mga characteristics at saka classification ng iba't ibang groups sa ating community or society. So maraming klase na survey. Meron tayong self-administered surveys where you just leave the questionnaire to the respondents and they will fill it up. And then we have the face-to-face interviews. Nahawakan mo yung questionnaire while asking questions to your uh, respondents. Then we have this telephone survey and we have also these online surveys. So very, very recently, online survey ay medyo naging popular because of the COVID-19 uh, problem. Kaya usong-uso yung Google Form survey na madalas ay ginagamit. But again, may mga limitations yan kasi syempre, internet-based siya at uh, hindi mo ma-follow yung sampling design if ever, no? Ah, hindi maganda yung iyong listahan or wala kang mga addresses ng iyong mga respondents. But online surveys uh, surveys are getting popular 
nowadays, especially for data mining purposes. Now, sa, with regards to design, uh, very common na design na na-encounter ko ay yung cross-sectional designs. Ito yung design where you get uh, a single answer from different representations in society or community. So, one timeline, conduct yung survey from different classes. Maybe group by ethnic groupings, maybe by gender, maybe by socioeconomic status, patakbo ka ng survey, but uh, the survey is divided into different classes so that immediately you can make comparisons between different classes. Halimbawa, kung gawa ka ng survey whether people support uh, the policies on COVID-19, pwede mong i-divide yung iyong population o yung respondents mo by class. No? Yung low class, yung earning 7,000 below, and uh, the middle class, I don't know, middle class pa yan, poor pa rin ako, yung parang 8,000 to 15,000, and then 16,000 to 15,000, uh, 30,000, so on and so forth. So you can actually divide your population, depende sa iyong pag-define ng iyong classes under the population. And then, uh, of course, meron tayong longitudinal designs wherein you collect data two or three or four times from the same groups of respondents. So, ito ang purpose naman ito ay kukunin yung trend or changes over time sa mga views, beliefs, opinions, practices, or behaviors of your respondents. So, halimbawa, pwede mo kunan during the before your project started, during the implementation of the project, and after the implementation of the project. Yun ang tinatawag natin na longitudinal design. And uh, the purpose of that is to see if there is there are changes over time of certain characteristics or variables. So, ano ba ang dapat natin i-consider when we do a survey? First of all, you have to determine the purpose. Ano bang gamit ng survey na yun? Is it uh, to look at the policy, how it is implemented, or could it be used as a baseline for future implementation of policies? And there was one time I was asked to be a consultant of a national survey to determine the acceptability of the modernization of the Philippine uh, jeepneys, no, my jeepneys ng Pilipinas. So I did a survey for General Santos City to determine kung yung mga jeepney drivers pa are ready to modernize. Ayun. So, yun. Pwede yung result ng survey, pwede yung gamitin for the implementation uh, guidelines later on that will be made by the DOTC, Department of Trade and Communication. Now, can the information be obtained uh, reliably from your respondents? So, sa tingin mo ba, magsasabi kaya sila ng totoo, makuha mo kaya yung mga data na yan sa tamang paraan. And the number three, yung mga respondents mo ba, yung individuals, families, malulocate mo ba yan or mahirap sila hanapin? Eh kung mahirap hanapin, huwag mo na ituloy yung survey mo. And then the conduct of the survey, uh, considering that it's a COVID-19 where face-to-face interviews, one-on-one consultation may be very difficult, can you access these respondents by phone 
or through the internet. And then eventually you will be asking yourself, ano kaya ang statistical treatment na gagamitin ko sa survey na ito? What kind of statistics will I be using? Kasi kung halimbawa, very complicated yung statistics mo, gagawa ka ng mga factorial analysis, gawa ka ng multiple regression, you may have to consider how reliable or how robust or how good is the sampling design that you have. So in this case, you have to go to the statisticians to consult kung ano ba ang tamang sample size for a specific statistical treatment that you want to do. And eventually, you have to ask yourself sino kaya ang gagamit sa mga survey results na ito. Now, ano ba ang dapat natin tandaan when we're doing survey? First of all, you have to consider whether the survey is invasive in terms of the privacy of our respondents. So if you have asking questions that are so personal na tinatamaan na yung mga, mga private uh, practices na yung respondents, baka mayroong ethical issue yan. Number two, dapat walang pilitan. There should be voluntary participation of your respondents. Dapat uh, no sila... Uh, willing sila na mag-participate ng survey. Alright? And ito, yung pinakamasakit. Yung potential na dayain yung survey results. Sinong dadayaan nito? Usually, ang dadayaan yan, yung iyong mga enumerators. Kasi pag binayaran mo lang sila by questionnaire, they might just fill up the survey themselves and collect the payment from you. So, maraming issues ang survey and uh, one of the One of the major uh, challenges for a person doing survey is to ensure the integrity of the data that is collected and to institute proper control mechanisms para mayroong reliability, authenticity yung data na nakukuha niya. Kung baga nga, kung garbage ang nakuha mo na data, then garbage din ang dalabas sa yung survey. So, marami pa akong isi-share sa survey. So, please uh, wait for the next podcast. I'll be giving more podcasts on survey design. Uh, this is the design that I'm very interested in and uh, very excited to share some of my experiences in doing survey. Again, this is your Kuya Fred, si Doc Fred, saying to you, have a nice day and giving you some simple tips. Good day.